Welcome to JAG Ministries. I'm Jeffrey, minister and chaplain. And today I want to talk about how we can prepare ourselves with the armor of God for a war that's being fought right now. Our scripture reading is going to come from us from the book of Ephesians, chapter 6, verses 10 through 18. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. We wrestle not with flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto ye the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand. Stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, and having on the breastplate of righteousness, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in spirit, and watching thereunto withal. In this passage of Scripture, the Apostle Paul wrote to the Ephesian church, warning them about the enemy of their faith and what to do to combat the evil they were facing. This was an enemy that had to be fought on the spiritual battlefield. As, point, as Paul points out, we're fighting against the wiles of the devil, against Satan's forces, which are the rulers of the darkness of this world, and against all the spiritual wickedness in high places. Paul stressed the importance of fighting this struggle grounded in truth. Just as it was back in biblical times, so it is here and now in the present time that we're fighting a battle of major proportions. It's a war of literally good versus evil. Whether some people want to admit it or not, it's a spiritual war, and it is very much a reality for us. This is a truth that has to be understood. Armies for centuries have worn body armor. By about 3000 BC, primitive body armor was worn by soldiers in many nations of the ancient world. The term armor may describe anything from thick leather clothing to metal mail. General terms for body armor used in the Bible include coat of mail. Now, scripture has given us descriptions of what the soldiers in Bible times would wear to protect themselves in a battle. And even today, our soldiers have worn highly developed armor to protect them from their enemy. Today, we are put on the spiritual battleground again with this last presidential election, which it isn't about Republicans versus Democrats. It's not about different policies that each side believes in, but it's a spiritual warfare between the dark evil powers of Satan and the great and righteous power of the goodness of our Lord. Never have we faced a pivotal time in our society where Americans and Christians were and are faced with a presidential election where an ungodly administration has taken over the office of president. This has been no more of a crucial time to our freedom, especially our freedom of religion, as we are in right now. Our life is a warfare. We struggle with the opposition of the powers of darkness and with many enemies who would keep us from God and from heaven. We have enemies to fight against, a captain to fight for. We have a banner to fight under. 
and we have certain rules of war by which we are to govern ourselves. The Christian soldiers should be both stout-hearted and well-armed. Now, Paul was concerned with the deception of Satan and his evil forces against the Ephesians. His instruction to the Ephesian church was to beware of the devil's schemes, to stand strong against the one who desired to destroy their life. Many now are deceived and blinded into thinking that the evil we are facing is good and is what's best for the people, but don't you be deceived like so many here that are blinded from the truth. Instead, place your hope and your trust in God. Put on your armor and take your place on the battlefield to fight against this evil darkness that's threatening our lives. Armor of God is an expression that symbolizes the combat equipment of a Christian soldier who fights against spiritual wickedness, the full resources of God, which are available to all who take up the cross and follow Christ. Because our spiritual enemy is stronger than we are, we must put on the whole armor of God. Spiritual warfare is a reality, and the life of a Christian soldier is not for the timid, nor is it for the faint of heart. We are surrounded by a world that operates on hard facts. The spiritual side of life seems for some to be so unreal in this age of technology and false information, but its existence is a very real reality, folks. Paul does not pretend that it will be easy to maintain these standards. There is a need for bodybuilding. The fight is on. We are up against powerful forces in a spiritual struggle. And we need spiritual weapons, and these God provides. Like the Roman soldier, we have a belt and breastplate. We have shoes, a shield. We have a helmet, and yes, we have a sword. God fits us with all the armor we need for defense and for protection. With these, we can make our stand against all comers. Most important of all is the unseen weapon of prayer. The prayers of his readers can help Paul keep up his courage and speak up for God in that faraway prison he was in. May God grant peace, love, and faith to all. The Apostle Paul wrote to the Ephesian church, warning them about the enemy of their faith, a foe that must be fought on a spiritual battlefield. Paul uses the term powers of this dark world to describe Satan's forces. To Paul, this battle, it wasn't a miniseries or a best-selling novel. It was a real struggle that was grounded in truth. Fear was not an issue to the apostle, but deception was. His instruction to the Ephesian church was to be aware of the devil's schemes, to stand strong against the one who desired, who desired to destroy their life, D destroy their life example, which was familiar to his audience, the Roman army and its armor. Satan is a subtle, and he is cunning, and he is our enemy. He has a thousand ways to corrupt the souls of men. He is a powerful enemy. Don't make no mistake about that. Satan's world is a kingdom of darkness, whereas Christ's world is a kingdom of light. They are our spiritual enemies. The devil is a wicked spirit, and our enemies strive to prevent our ascent to heaven to deprive us of our heavenly blessings, and to obstruct our communication with heaven. Now, Paul believed in the need to use spiritual armor to do battle with Satan. Paul related each of the armor to some aspect of Jesus. 
his power and provision. We see Jesus' grace, glory, and purpose. We see his inheritance, his power, his love, and his workmanship. We also see his spirit, his gifts, his sacrifice, and his strength and armor. Without armor, a soldier was as good as dead in the heat of battle. Paul was challenging Christians to fight this battle covered with Jesus, or else defeat was a guarantee. So Paul's intention was to give us a method for victory. And let's take a look at the armor that will prepare us for the battle. Stand firm with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, the belt of truth. Roman soldiers wore a linen undergarment next to the skin covered by a woolen one, one-piece tunic that came down to the knees. It was shaped like a T with a hole at the top for the head. It was sewn on two sides and generally had half sleeves. At times they were dyed, but most often they were the natural color of the wool. The colored tunics was usually reserved for army commanders or high officials, the wealthier those of the government status. Over the tunic, they placed a breastplate. At the bottom of the breastplate, they wore a heavy belt made of connected bronze plates and a leather with a buckle very similar to what we use today. This belt had one function. It served as the foundation on which the sword and their dagger and the metal apron was attached. Now, this belt was foundational for battle. It supported the weapons that allowed the soldier to fight. But the belt is a reminder that Jesus is the foundation for our spiritual battle. He is the truth that stands against the lies and the deception of Satan. Jesus is the way and the truth. The anchor to the truth is found in Jesus alone through the gospel to one's inward being. Because Christians have accepted the truth of revelation and are now indwelt by the risen Lord, who is himself the truth, their lives have truth and its basis and they display the consistency of character that springs from it. Jesus is the truth. Next, we have the breastplate of righteousness. The typical breastplate used by the Roman legions fell into four categories. Some were made out of leather and some out of small interwoven brass rings. High-ranking officers sometimes had breastplates produced from a single piece of molded bronze. The bronze scale armor was in two pieces, and was sewn to a short leather vest. The two halves were tied together with short strips of leather in the back and in the front. Bronze, although not the strongest metal known in the first century, had the advantage of being lightweight. In this era, when hand-to-hand -hand combat was almost always necessary, soldiers had to balance protection with their ease of movement. The discomfort of a breastplate around the neck was usually softened by a woolen scarf. The function of the breastplate was simple, to protect the soldier's vital organs, especially the heart. In close hand-to-hand -hand combat, the breastplate was essential for survival. No trained Roman soldier would venture into battle without it. If we start to believe that our own righteousness, effort, or good works can make us worthy of God's protection, the advantage quickly changes to benefit our enemy. Our righteousness is worthless in the battle. By faith, we are united to Christ and by love to our brothers and sisters. We need to get our eyes off ourselves and back on the provision of the cross and the righteousness that is found in a relationship with Jesus, because Jesus is our righteousness. Next, we have the shoes of readiness and peace. The shoes worn by the Roman warrior generally came in a sandal variety. 
They had thick leather soles that were studded with small nails to provide stability in hand-to-hand combat. Sandals came up above the ankle and were held securely to the foot by extensive leather straps. To survive cold weather climate, soldiers would fill the sandals with heavy wool or fur before lacing them up. In some cases, Roman commanders would wear an early version of a boot. It had a thick leather sole and was either split down the front or on each side to allow entry. Straps were sewn to the back and wrapped up to the leg to hold the boot securely. Without his sandals, a soldier would not be prepared to fight and could easily be defeated. Paul tells us our preparation for battle is in the gospel, the good news of Jesus' life, death, and resurrection. The work of Jesus here on earth brought peace with God. The reconciliation through Jesus allows us to fight with boldness, confidence, perseverance, and peace. Preparation of the gospel of peace gives us a prepared heart. By living by the gospel, we'll be able to walk with a steady pace in the way of faith. Jesus is our preparation and peace. The shield of faith is next. The Roman army used a small round shield or a large rectangular one. The large curved shield, which Paul refers to in Ephesians letter, was about four feet tall and about two feet wide. It was made of layers of laminated wood covered by linen and leather. A brass or bronze rim covered every edge as protection against sword attacks. It was generally painted with traditional Roman symbols, such as eagle's wings and lightning bolts. The shields were primarily used as individual protection, but they could be overlapped to form a large wall of protection with other soldiers. As a walled city was being attacked by the Romans, archers along the walls could rain down flaming arrows. The Roman soldiers with their overlapping shields could continue advancing toward the gates of the city despite these arrows coming down on them. The protection against the flaming arrows that rained down from the sky in ancient warfare was the shield. If used correctly, it was a trustworthy piece of equipment. If dropped, it became useless and the soldier's fate rested with himself. We trust in Jesus alone as our shield. We cannot rely on our own abilities in this battle. Jesus and our faith must be our shield. As we apply the shield in prayer, we're asking God to protect us from the arrows of the evil one and committing ourselves to trusting only in Christ, not our own wisdom. The helmet of salvation. The Roman army helmet was usually made of bronze, although iron and leather were also used on occasion. To protect the sides of the face, cheek pieces hinged each side. They hung down and were secured with leather straps under the chin. A shelf on the back of the helmet protected the neck and soldiers from arrows that fell from above. At some point, the first century a bill was added to the front of the helmet, along with the bronze coverings about the ears. Occasionally, depending on the particular Roman army unit or rank of the soldier, the helmet might have been adorned with a colored horsehair crest. Typically, these crests were ceremonial and were usually not worn in battle. A leather liner on the inside made the heavy helmet a little more bearable. The helmet was essential for the survival of a soldier in battle. Paul, in using the word salvation, indicates that the helmet is a source of total deliverance. Salvation must be our helmet. A good hope of salvation, well-founded and well-built, will both purify the soul and keep it from being defiled by Satan. And it will comfort the soul and keep it from being troubled and tormented. Hope keeps us trusting in God and rejoicing in him. In Jesus, we find deliverance in every situation, spiritual, emotional, physical. He has to be our source, our guide, our way out. 
We can't deliver ourselves. Jesus is our salvation. The sword of the spirit. The Roman soldier carried a small dagger and a larger double-edged sword used for thrusting. The sword was usually about 24 inches long and two inches wide with parallel sides. This particular weapon was developed after the Romans observed the effectiveness of the short sword in hands of the battle-hardened Spanish mercenaries. Formerly, the Roman army used a much bigger slashing sword. This new shorter and more pointed piercing sword proved to be more effective in close quarter combat. In an era when almost any wound would be fatal, this short sword was the power behind the Roman army machine. The sword was always carried on the right side in a decorated wooden scabbard. The, scabbard, the sword and the scabbard were usually attached to either the belt or to the leather strap worn over the shoulder. When used at close range by a skilled soldier, the sword was a deadly weapon. Paul tells us the sword represents the word of God, the written picture of Jesus. He is the living version of everything that God wanted to say to mankind. Jesus is the word of God. He's the sword of the spirit. Christ himself resisted Satan's temptation with words from Scripture. Hide the words of Scripture in your heart, and it will preserve you. Finally, we have prayer. Prayer completes all of our Christian armor. We must have prayer for our defense against these spiritual enemies. We must ask for God's help and assistance. And we must pray always. First Thessalonians tells us we should pray without ceasing. We must stay faithful and consistent in our prayer times. Christians must pray on all occasions and as often as our own and others' necessities call us to do it. We must continue to do it as long as we live in the world. We must pray in the Spirit. Our duty is to take and put on the whole armor of God and then to stand our ground and withstand our enemies. We must not yield to the devil's allurements and his assaults, but we must oppose them. We must stand up to the devil. Satan is the wicked one and his kingdom is the kingdom of sin. To stand up against Satan is, is to strive against sin. You are a warrior, a warrior for Christ. When Satan's whispering in your ear saying you can't win because the storm is coming, you reply with the full armor of God and say, I am the storm. Because what we do in life echoes in all of eternity. Amen. God bless each and every one of you and keep living Christian strong.